You're listening to SBS News. The death toll from Cyclone Gabrielle in New Zealand climbed to 11 on Sunday as thousands of people remained missing a week after the storm struck the country's North Island. The cyclone hit the island's northernmost region on February the 12th and then tracked down the east coast, inflicting widespread devastation. Prime Minister Chris Hipkins says the impact of the cyclone has been severe. 28,000 homes remain without power. Telecommunications have been severely disrupted. Fresh water is in short supply in some areas. And roads have been badly damaged, limiting access to some areas and causing significant delays in others. Supply chains have been disrupted and moving goods around has been incredibly challenging. Crops have been badly damaged, many completely destroyed. Lives have been turned upside down. Many people have seen their homes and all of their possessions completely destroyed. Countless others have been displaced. Tragically, so far, 11 people have lost their lives and more fatalities remain possible. Emergency responders from Australia are working in the Hawke's Bay region on the North Island's east coast, searching for people who remain out of contact. New Zealand has also accepted an offer of help from Fiji. East Coast MP Kerry Allen told Radio New Zealand communications are still a stumbling block when it comes to getting in touch with people. There are still uh, look a, a few hundred people that we are still looking for. Uh, but um, we have had emergency services and emergency responders uh, been uh, working tirelessly over uh, through the night, uh, as you'll be well aware. As communications comes more online, uh, we're able to get a clearer and clearer picture. Uh, so those that are uncontactable at the moment remains at around 3,200. She says nationwide thousands remain without power, though in her area that is improving gradually. The current situation is that there's 28,000 homes that remain without power, uh, but that is reducing as we speak. For example, here in Gisborne, I think that we're down to just under 1,000, something around about 700, I think. Telecommunications, they've been severely disrupted, but uh, we are seeing more and more connectivity. It's slow, it's patchy. Uh, but we are seeing uh, more services come into play. The cyclone has wiped out millions of dollars' worth of crops across the country. Waterdist Paul Painter told RNZ that up to a third of producers in his area on the east coast face severe damage or have been completely wiped out. Yeah, on the plains here, it's it's paddock after paddock. Onions, squash, corn, beans, peas... You name it, it's uh, it's in the wrong in the wrong paddock right now. We've got onions hanging from our trees. Uh, we've got uh, um, nectarine orchards with with apples in the trees. We've got a plum orchard with some dead sheep in the trees. So it's uh, just a surreal scene. Mr Painter says it could take up to five years for orchardists to recover. Meanwhile, police say incidents of looting are lower than expected, with the number of reports of dishonesty offences down. However, Police Commissioner Andrew Costa says there has been an increase in the number of family violence incidents, which he says, while unacceptable, is understandable. I think we can understand the pressure that is on uh the communities that are affected here, um, no doubt that's playing out in a range of ways in terms of tension between people at supermarkets, service stations, um, but also in homes. Um, we've surged 120 extra staff into the district so far. We've got more than 20 additional staff coming on. We've got the Eagle helicopter there. We really are um, 
complementing the frontline policing as, as much as we can there to make sure that we can deal with those things. But yeah, look, people are under pressure and, and that's really understandable in the, in the circumstances they're facing. Prime Minister Hipkins says anyone who is caught looting will face the consequences even in the midst of disaster management. So anyone who's trying to take uh, an opportunistic approach to potential offending should be aware that the police are still out there doing their jobs and they will still be apprehended, they will still, will still be arrested and they will still face the consequences of their actions. He says New Zealand faces a long road to recovery. There is no doubt that as a country we have a steep mountain ahead of us and we will climb that together. Our attention over the past week has been focused on the initial emergency response, rescuing those stranded, restoring lifelines and removing hazards. In some areas, that still remains very much the focus. In other areas, though, recovery is starting to get underway. As the extent of the damage and the need becomes clearer, we'll be able to shape our response accordingly. We know that this recovery is going to come with a big price tag. And we will have to once again reprioritise and refocus our efforts and our resources. We will build back better, but we will also need to build back more resilient than before. New Zealand remains under a national state of emergency for the third time in the country's history. Alan Lee, SBS News.